Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Biologize podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explore competition and how to take advantage of a toxic environment to create a competitive advantage. I will use the poison adapter model, inspired by examples from nature, where not only have species survived, but they have thrived, because they've taken the opportunity that others have seen as a hopeless cause and made it their own. By applying these ideas to a new way of thinking about competition, it is possible not only to survive in what was originally thought as an impossible situation, but to turn that into a, a new opportunity for growth. What's more, it is possible to do this without new resources. The tough exam question I answer in this podcast is how to create sustainable growth in a toxic environment that's dominated by competitors without using additional resources. Frankly, all the decisions you and your colleagues have taken to date have got you into the place you're currently in. This isn't necessarily bad news, however it is one of those things that, on reflection, might not have been the place you intended to end up. I often have been in a situation with clients where the room was full of engineers asking me, as the biologist, how on earth I was going to help them fix the problem they have found themselves in. I helpfully pointed out that in a room full of highly experienced, industry-savvy engineers had got us to this point, what did they think one more suitably acceptable engineer was going to do? Your options are pretty limited. Either you embrace what you have or change it. This essentially is the obscurity dilemma. Better to be cautious and make more decisions that that are in the margins, slowly heading for extinction, or be a survivor and make the tough decisions for the change you had always intended to be. It's your choice. The business issue that we all face is how to grow and survive competition in an environment that is toxic to everyone else. This question applies to all forms of business, so whether you get your funding through commercial profit, donations and grants, or through the public sector budget, you can think about how to make your current situation better. We've all been there, finding the competitive environment. We have all been there, finding the competitive environment pressures, putting real pressure on performance. This applies equally to a profit and not-for-profit organisation. A budget is a budget wherever you work. There is a way to think differently about what to do next. Instead of looking at the current situation as a toxic environment, maybe the time it's to look at it as an opportunity for growth. What if you could dominate the toxic environment? What if you could decide what the toxic environment was? What if you could decide how the competition stacked up? What if you made it your own? The solutions you have in place or the mitigation you are using could be the basis for a sustainable competitive advantage. By changing your thinking to this, what was once an effort for compliance or damage limitation is now a skills, capability and capacity for growth. What do I mean by a toxic environment? Well, it's a situation you find yourself in that makes it difficult for you, your team or your business to grow. In fact, you may be currently shrinking because you cannot cope with the various pressures that exist. It's not a good place to be, and it's getting worse. The same problem is also happening to your competitors. They are finding it difficult to grow and in some cases survive. Before you abandon everything as a lost cause, you could learn a lesson from a special group of insects who have taken a particularly toxic environment and turned it into a place where they can thrive. I'm going to introduce you to a particular behaviour that forms the basis of the business biomimetic model, the poison adapter. In Australia, there's a beetle called the jewel beetle that flies towards bushfires. When they arrive, they're guaranteed sex. They lay their eggs in the burnt wood in a threat-free environment. 
As a tree is dead, it can't put in place any of its defensive mechanisms, so the eggs are protected and the wood provides a very ready food source. There is little or no competition as they've either perished, i.e. not good at mitigation, or they've fled, which is the only learned behaviour they have. The jewel beetle makes this counterintuitive move to get to the newly scorched trees that allows a much easier access to the flesh of the tree underneath. The jewel beetle makes this counterintuitive move so they can get to the newly scorched trees with easy access to the tree flesh underneath. Burying the eggs in the newly exposed wood pulp gives them a real opportunity for the next generation to get a step ahead. Whilst other competitors are flying in the opposite direction, the jewel beetle has already claimed the opportunity. It's not without risk. Then flying away from the bushfire is not risk-free either. So the counterintuitive move is not about flying towards the heat, but to fly towards the competition-free fresh wood pulp. The beetle also offers up more insights in terms of how it finds the heat source. Recent work has demonstrated that the beetle has direction-finding heat sensors, and when tuned to the specific crackle, the beetle also offers up more insights in terms of how it finds the heat source. Recent work has demonstrated that the beetle has direction-finding heat sensors, and when tuned to the specific crackle of burning wood and the smell of smoke, it is able to detect fires at a considerable distance. This combination of behaviour, sensors and a focus on survival creates a unique approach to achieving growth in a toxic environment. The beetle is a poison adapter. Atropa belladonna, or more commonly deadly nightshade, is a poisonous plant. It contains, it contains tropane alkaloids. These toxins include atropine and scopolamine, which, when ingested by humans, cause delirium and hallucinations. Atropine, in relatively small doses, causes nerve paralysis and death. The name belladonna comes from beautiful lady, because in Victorian times, plant extract eye drops were used to dilate the pupils to make the person more seductive. The tropane alkaloids today are used more widely as part of pharmaceutical preparations in a much more controlled way. Epitrix atropy is a flea beetle. This particular beetle is able to eat the leaves of deadly nightshade without being affected by the atropine. It can do this because it has adapted to store the toxin in fatty deposits under the carapace, or the beetle's skin. This is a very clever solution, as not only does it mean the beetle can survive in an environment where other insects and humans can't, it also manages to make itself a poisonous mouthful. The beetle is a poison adapter. What I'd like to do now is to talk you through the poison adapter model, thinking about the Epitrix beetle and the jewel beetle, and how we can use that to help us think about the tough environments that we are all trying to operate in today. The poison adapter model is based on the biological systems that have adapted a toxin or hostile factor in an environment so they can survive where others would not. And they've used the toxin also as a way of protection from predation. This ensures that competition is stopped on two levels, competing for resources and then competing for survival. The poison adapter model process asks two key questions. What is currently toxic in your environment and how are you dealing with it? And how could you use that toxin as a competitive differentiator? The starting point is to identify any areas in the current environment that consumes resources which, when consumed, do not result in value being added for the business. Those that simply allow you to survive. The response to legislation is a good example, when organisations typically put in a mitigation strategy to cope with the ever-changing pressures. Other examples of how the poison adapter model could be applied, including changes in customer behaviour and changes in supplier business terms or product quality that's not acceptable 
all of these having a negative impact and you've needed to put in a mitigation or a solution to cope with it, but none of them necessarily add value for your business. The change in banking is a good example where pressure from customers on banks to remain open was solved by a poison adapter approach. The toxin, in this case the pressure to be open, was used by the banks to drive the technology changes in cash machines. And so the result of pressure from customers to be open was solved by the cash machines being present 24 hours a day. Not only did this solve the problem, it was also used by the banks to create a competitive advantage. So they can offer uh, organisations, so they can offer organisations local source of cash, particularly around cash businesses, to help them grow future profits. The key to the success of the poison adapter model is to improve the value generated from the use of resources that would otherwise be consumed without generating value. The approach also works when answering the second question, how could you use the toxin as a competitive differentiator? to turn your compliance and mitigation into one of your core competencies and to turn up the pressures for others to a point where you can still function and they cannot. This way, the poison is being used as a defensive capability. So what you're really trying to do is make what actually seems quite bad for you now worse, uh, but more importantly, worse for your competition. And to make it worse for your competition in a way that you can still cope and they can't. So let's have a look about how you could use the model and how you could apply it to a challenge you're facing today. The simplified approach is to identify the issue that's causing the difficulty. What is your toxin or what is your local pressure? Then identify how you've solved or mitigated it. And then from that, think about how you could make it worse for the competition while still managing to solve it for yourself or to keep your mitigation valid. You can do this by asking the two questions of the model. What is currently the toxin in your environment and how are you dealing with it? And then secondly, how could you use that toxin as a competitive differentiator? If you wanted to take a more detailed approach, then you need to follow the full process. If you're interested in finding out more, you can contact me through www.biologize.co.uk. So let's get started. The first thing is to identify the current situation and scope out how you want to look at the problem that you're facing. Then you need to identify the competitors who are also operating in that same environment. Third thing is to identify the pressures, what's creating the toxin or the hostile environment, and there may be more than one. Then before you start, you really need to have a set of evaluation criteria so you can identify what the problem is, how you're solving it, the changes you intend to make, and you can evaluate what difference that that has made or what impact you've had. This will depend on how you value success. The key is to find one way that you can cope with, but but by making it worse so that the competition can't. At the end, it could be simply as a scale, and at one end, this could be the use of non-value-adding resources, and at the other end, it could be the production of value. Essentially, What are you paying to survive versus what are you investing to thrive? Then you need to score the pressures for toxicity. So this is essentially a plot of where you and the competition are. It could be a matrix or, again, a simple scale. To be the most effective, you need to look for those pressures or those toxins that are creating the greatest pain. Is there one area or a number of areas that are causing the problem? There may well be more than one toxin and those toxins may be interrelated. Then you need to step back and have a look to see how you're currently solving 
that particular pressure? What is it you're putting in to solve the toxin that you face? What is your poison adaption? What's the solution you have? Or if it's mitigation, what have you got in as mitigation? Again, you may have more than one solution. One example could be you have uh, compliance software. And you have that, you're investing in that to be compliant. So you may see that as a cost to your business rather than adding value. Now you need to look at the competition and ask how are they solving the problem? What is their solution? Or is theirs a mitigation? Have they solved it in a different way? Have they got a better solution? And then we need to have a look at a second set of evaluation. We need to evaluate the effectiveness of the solution. So the first set would be, how are you looking at the pressure? And now you're going to look at how, how well are you and others solving it? So for the solution criteria, you might look at the solutions in terms of expenditure as a proportion of resourcing, as a proportion of pen, um, profit generation. And now you have that, you can baseline the current solutions and identify what you do better than your competition. Is there something that you're already doing better, but you have never really looked at it this way before? Now look at how you can increase the pressure. So how could you actually make it worse for everybody? This might sound counterintuitive, but what you're looking for is the breaking point where the competition can no longer compete. As this increases for you, it's obviously going to get worse. And the gap between your solution and the current toxin is going to grow. But you're looking for something where the gap for you grows at a much slower rate than the gap for the competition. And there will be a point for the competition where the gap is too big for them to survive. And that's what you're looking for. You need to maintain the lead or you need to create the lead and maintain it. And you need to keep investing in the solution or the mitigation that helps you retain and then grow this lead. It's possible that the improved capability and capacity you will develop could have other value. And you might be able to explore this either in the same industry you're operating in, different industry, or perhaps for different services. So where we started with the model, where we were looking at what the toxin was, which was creating pressure for you in your particular industry. We've identified what that is. We've identified how you're solving it. We've identified how the competition are solving it. We're looking for ways to make it worse. And we're looking for ways in making it worse that it's harder for the competition to cope. And we're looking to keep applying that until we reach a point that you have survived and they haven't. And then the upside from that is, can you use that capability and capacity to generate other competitive advantage? I'd like to finish by sharing an example from the financial services industry. This was a provider in the health insurance market, an international company recruiting experienced managers who are managing dispersed resources whilst working on a traditional IT infrastructure. The product was essentially getting more expensive, and that was the way that the uh, company was making its profits. So it was losing market share, but developing profit by increasing the cost of the product. It's a product-centric organization, but it had a comprehensive leadership development program in place to focus on the customer, and it was producing great customer service. However, it wasn't generating additional market share, and if anything, it was losing it. We probably all know that the health insurance industry is heavily regulated, And because of the nature of the business, it needs to comply with both medical legislation and insurance legislation. During the discussions, it emerged that one of the key challenges to the provider was gaining competitive advantage whilst staying compliant. 
appliance was very expensive and absorbed a significant amount of resources. And because the business had a very low risk appetite, it would always aim to deliver a gold standard solution. Was there an opportunity to use the poison adapter approach to have a, another look at compliance and to see whether not only could it move away from having a significant drain on resources, but it could also look at creating a competitive advantage? So following a briefing on the models, it was agreed that the poison adapter uh, would be a useful starting point and a senior group of IT and business product line owners were uh, brought together and, and asked the two questions about what's causing the toxic problem for you now and the pressures and how are you solving it and how could you make it worse for competition and use that toxin to create a competitive advantage. Using the poison adapter model, the group determined the proposed legislative changes from the regulator, presented as consultative documents, usually resulted in an approach by the business to mitigate the impact of the proposed changes. But by applying the poison adapter model, the group agreed that their typical IT solution was significantly over-engineered for compliance. Based on this, the business identified a number of enhanced changes to the legislation that had already been solved by this gold standard solution, but would put a significant strain on the competition. Rather than reduce the investment in the gold standard solution, it proposed to promote the gold standard as the minimum needed to comply with the regulatory changes. The group had never considered approaching the regulator with their specification before. The whole of the business had geared up to cope with the changing legislation to provide a mitigation response. Now, the proposed approach based on the poison adapter took the poison of the legislation and adapted it to work for the business, whilst at the same time making it more toxic for the competition. This approach required a change in how the business operates and will need the process to work across more than just IT. The resulting impact of this approach was that the competition needed to spend significantly more on their IT solution, and that would be a significant drain on their key business resources. It also changed the role of IT in the business strategy, moving them from a function to satisfying compliance to one which provided sustainable competitive advantage. The regulator did adopt the suggestions made by the company. I'd like to wrap up this episode by reminding you of the two questions of the poison adapter model. What is the toxin that you face and how are you dealing with it? And then how could you use that toxin and the solution you've got to create sustained competitive advantage? The poison adapter model is part of the business biomimetics family of growth models. The model is based on biological processes that not only survive but thrive in a toxic environment. This when applied in a business setting Using the model helps drive new sources of competitive advantage. For further information on how to find out more about the business biomimetic models, please go to www.biologize.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.